Hey, happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to the CCS Weekly Podcast. My name is Isaiah Babcock, and I'm the College and Singles Minister at Cross City Church in Euless, Texas. The Oscar season is upon us, so for the next four weeks, we're going to have guests on that are involved in different areas of the arts. I'm so excited for y'all to meet two of my best friends today, Dylan and Jordan Swingle. The Swingles are amazing photographers and videographers out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and their company, Swingle & Co., has really taken off in the past few years. Today, I asked them for some advice they would give any aspiring photographers. We play a little bit of Oscar Pick'em and even get to talk essential oils today. However, what make Dylan and Jordan truly stand out is their testimony. They are two of the most faithful people I know, and you're going to get to hear about how that was really tested last year towards the end of today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. We post new episodes every week, and we would love to hear your feedback as we continue to shape what this podcast looks like in the future. Thanks again for listening. Have a blessed week, and now on to the episode. I'm excited today to have two of my best friends, Dylan and Jordan Swingle. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you. I pulled them out of their house on this early Monday morning. Um, and, so, and did not tell us it would be a video podcast, but hey. Yes. Yeah, so It is what it is, you know? But that's what best friends are for. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks for being here. Yeah. So I'm excited. really excited about this. Um, reason I wanted to have y'all on, not y'all are two of my best friends. Um, y'all have been a huge part of my life, but... You guys are photographers and videographers. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your company. Go for it. So we, us three, began our company um, about six years ago, almost kind of as a joke, in a taco cabana, actually off of 157. I remember that. We had a conversation about um, just using this as a business, and um, Dylan had gone to college for it, and I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and so I was like, hey... Let's do this. And Isaiah was there to kind of say, yes, we should do this. And so that's how we initially started our company. Um, and then just growing throughout the last six years. And Isaiah got called into full-time ministry, which was clearly what he's supposed to be doing. And um, we kind of took over the photography and videography aspect. And um, it's been amazing and really challenging as well. Uh, but just this last November, he actually quit his full-time job to come home and do photography full-time with us. So. Nice. That was really cool. Yes. Dylan, what got you into photography or videography or just any of that? Um, I actually didn't decide what my major was going to be until my junior year. <laughs> so I <laughs> didn't late. really know. I just knew that I liked watching movies a lot. And I don't know. I feel like I sort of had an eye for it. And I got my own camera a uh, nice at camera. some point yeah. during college. And I don't know. I just started making my own videos and stuff. And then... Y'all too. And then we kind of pushed it over the edge. With it. One of my one of my earliest memories uh, of Dylan Egan into video was when we did that. Uh, he had that project for school where it was uh, we filmed the Edwin oh, video. Gosh. And if you if you scour YouTube, you can it's, probably find it's it. Still but on there. we can it, post the link in the comments. It's it's a it's horribly awesome. Yeah. Or amazingly bad. One of the two. Whatever Terrifying it is. Somewhere in there. I don't know. But it's really cool. If y'all have seen any of Dylan and Jordan's work, um, man, y'all have come a long way Thank when you. it comes to photography, videography. I, w I love that I was able to be a part of that. But in all honesty, my greatest joy has been watching where y'all have gone mm. with it in the past few years specifically. Yeah. Um, but the beauty of it, when we years back, I mean, was it really six years ago? It was almost over six years so, ago. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember yeah. it was like November or something when we did our first job. Yeah, we together. did it as a joke. Like Casey and Jenna Schutza asked us if they would, if we could do their Christmas picture, and we like had no idea what we were doing, but we just did it anyways. And then like 
ever since then we literally have not had a month since then that we haven't had some former like of wedding or like sessions since then i remember the first photo shoot that i think we did together just all do it it was the davis's christmas photos yeah and we did like it was like 400 photos and all three of us were there all three yeah. of us were there like, why we all three needed to be at our portraits i don't know but, but you know so I remember, but in those first in those first few conversations, though, one of the things I do remember us talking about is that this wasn't just going to be something that we did. We know a lot of we have a lot of friends that are in the freelance yeah. world, um, and it seems like there's more and more every day. Right. But we said we wanted this to be different because we wanted this to be a form of ministry. Right. And I have seen from day one that be consistent with y'all. Talk to me for a little bit just about. How do you make sure that you don't lose that? How do you how do you view the business as as a as a ministry? Yeah. How do you make sure that that stays an important part of what y'all are doing? I think honestly, like the basics of it is when you keep Christ at the center of your life, everything that comes under that is going to naturally fall under His um, lordship. But like initially, I just remember feeling the weight of being involved in someone's wedding and like the covenant that they were making that day, and like not taking that for granted that we were literally like in charge of capturing some of the biggest moments of their lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think putting that into perspective and then I just think like being bold and like having conversations with clients that like maybe they like didn't anticipate having with their photographer or getting the chance to pray over brides like that is one of my most, you know, valued aspects of our job is like I do get to be in those moments where the bride is like having a freaking panic attack and I'm like hey I'm gonna pray over you and you're gonna be able to walk down this right. aisle okay mm-hmm. and so that's which just totally happens oh it <laughs> happens all there the time was, like our last wedding yeah all the bridesmaids were like searching for her because the bride was needed her yeah and they didn't I mean they weren't like close before no. that day they yeah but she came and like clung to me and that's I think that just is a testament of how the Lord has used it and like mm-hmm we just consistently will point our people back to them. And I am very like adamant to when I meet with a consult in a consultation with a bride, I say, you know, all of these things are details, but like you are making a covenant with this person and the Lord is going to mm-hmm. honor that. And you need to invite Jesus into that. And like, this is how we do it and blah, blah, blah. And so kind of just like setting that up front and so that they expect throughout their process of yeah. engagements and bridles and whatever it may be that like, we're going to point them back to the Lord as much as we can. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I already said it once before, but I feel like I've got a lot of college students, a lot of friends that are, they want to be where we were and then definitely where y'all have gone. What advice do you have for the person that wants to jump into the photography or videography world? (laughs) That's a loaded question. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Unless you're, you know, very firm. I'm drinking green tea or what is this? Passion tea. Whatever. I've got coffee. (laughs) It's Monday morning. It's Monday morning. Um... I'm gonna answer, I'm gonna let you answer that initially and kind of just um, the first thing coming to my mind is don't like go into it for the money. Yeah, because I mean when we first started, that's not why we got started. Our at all. first paid job was thirty dollars. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. we told them not to pay us; they yeah. just gave us thirty dollars. Yeah, but I think like we still do stuff for free all the time Absolutely. because some people need it, and right. it's just a good opportunity to show people Jesus, as you were talking about, and also to show them another way to see themselves that they don't think is possible right so i think just feeding off that like um first of all like really question what your talents are Mm -hmm. and don't just think that like picking up a camera or picking up whatever it may be is like gonna pan out to be this like multi-million dollar business because in the likelihood that that happens it's very slim but um 
I just think that you know what the Lord has gifted you with mm-hmm. and pay attention to that and then be ready to um, handle people that don't know the Lord and are not going to treat you as kindly as you should be treated <laughs> sometimes and just be ready to meet them with grace and meet them with like a love that they've never seen before. And so I think if you can do that, then you can be a successful mm-hmm. business leader. And then also like making it a business, like taking it seriously. Like I take our business very seriously Definitely. and I... Um, think about overhead costs and I think about you know investment and what is our time worth and are we being undervalued are we charging too much like how many weddings have we given away for free this year is that you know realistic and so I just think that having realistic expectations and just being ready for whatever is thrown at you and being like fluid with you know even just photographers like especially photographers you have to be ready to change your mind your scene your lighting whatever in the split of a second and let that be like the norm you know yeah. You have to be ready for that at all times. So if, if there's somebody out there, photography seems to be the main thing um, that I see my friends trying to get into. Not yeah. not as many are really getting into the video world, no, even though that's my, should, that's my... you because that's where the money is. <laughs> if you are going to look for that, I mean, video, yeah. people pay big for videos. Um, where, where do they need to start with, though? Do they need to... Because one of the things I, I think I found valuable for us was just the realization, like, these first few jobs are going to have to be free. Oh, yeah. Because we need to start to build up right. one practice. Yeah. Um, but should they sucked Should first. they go put themselves on the hook for a full wedding? Should they just do some Christmas photos, senior photos? What would mm, you say? That's hard to answer. We went full throttle, but that's just probably because I don't do anything halfway. Um, I'm like, sure, yeah, we can do it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe a little <laughs> empty confidence sometimes. I think when you're first starting, you just got to do everything, try everything. Yeah. And then you'll start to learn what your niche is, whether yeah. it's weddings or senior shoots mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like that. So you'd say, like, you don't, have to be a, you don't have to be a pro in all of those no, areas. No, but I do yeah. think setting realistic expectations, again, like, telling your client, like, hey, this is my first wedding that I've ever shot. Like, don't let them think that you're some, like, well-seasoned photographer that knows how to do everything. Like, they need to be aware. That, There's like, a reason they the got budget, you for $200. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you pay for what you get. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what are y'all shooting with? Tech-wise, what Cannon. are you shooting Cannon. with? Cannon. Cannon all day, every day. 5D Mark IV. And some Sigma one. lenses. Yeah. Yeah. We have one Sigma lens, but... Yeah. Canon. Canon. We love Canon. all day long. We're bougie. Let's I be real. I love Canon. Yeah. It's the best on the market, so why not? Nikon. Well, I think it Nikon is. Nikon people at me. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I love Canon. Um, what are you editing with? Final Cut for video and Lightroom, Photoshop. Some presets that we really photos. like from um, yeah, Dirty Boots, Messy Hair. New presets from Dirty Boots. We like them a lot. So just... That's another thing, like, staying up on what is relevant. Like, that sounds so stupid and so hokey, but honestly, it's not. Like, you mm-hmm. need to pay attention to, like, the shift in them in the culture of the business that you're in. And so, like, you know, for a long time, it was, like, overexposed pictures were the thing. And now it's, like, the moody thing. And so just kind of, like, training yourself to know that, like, you need to work with whatever is demanded of you like because you're gonna have a bride that comes to you and says hey i want this look and you're gonna have to do it or she's gonna go find another photographer that's gonna do it you know right so but also staying true to your identity it's 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 a fine line (laughs) it is well and i think that was one of the things that and we've had this conversation but for those listening like 
when I was struggling with that, you know, really, okay, hey, like, I feel like I'm supposed to be a full-time ministry, but I do love doing this and trying to figure out what that meant for yeah. me, realizing that, like, God had gifted me in those ways, but it was to utilize them in things like this. Right. Like, so that we can come in here on a Monday morning right. with no one else and put out a product like this right. um, to be able to use, like, I, you know, I still use Final Cut, still mm-hmm. use uh, Lightroom and, and all that stuff. honoring the Lord because it's in your ministry and the church is being able to benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and so just realizing that, like, my passion wasn't in weddings mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I mean, y'all. I mean, I dreaded those oh, twelve-hour days, um, and no, just, I did too sometimes. But it, it was like I, I much rather I enjoyed shooting summer camp yeah. for the youth, right? Shooting a testimony video and just realizing like that's where my passions were, right. and I think that was the biggest thing. So. I know I asked you all this question, but the the advice I would give to any aspiring photographer or videographer, you have to ask yourself, do you love doing it? Mm -hmm. Um, it, To the believers out there that are listening, like you have to ask yourself, is is this something that that I truly love doing and am willing to do as unto the Lord? And if not, be okay with that. Do it as a hobby. Do it on the side, but don't feel like you have to just go all in and end up doing something you hate. If you're not doing it because you love it and you genuinely are passionate about it, your work will reflect that. Mm -hmm. And we did a lot of things that we weren't like overly passionate about at first, and now we don't do that anymore. Like We've kind of set the expectation of like, there's a certain thing that we will do and a certain thing we won't do. Yeah. And that was simply because like we weren't able to do all the things that were asked of us to our best ability. And so we just needed to like refine it and be like, okay, these are the things we're going right. to do. And cause we're really good at them and we know we are, and this is what's going to reflect our heart and our passion and all that. Can't be all things to all people. No, you and if can't. you're not passionate about what you're doing, it's going to show in your work. Yeah. Too, so. I just said that. Did you? Yeah. It's Monday it's like morning. Like you went into your, it's fine. He copies <laughs> all right. me all the time. Whatever. What What's next for for Swingle and Co? Swingle and Co. Swingle and Co. What is next? I don't know. You don't know the answer to that. We have the PR. Yeah, come on. Bridal show coming up. Yeah, we do have bridal show. Our first bridal show, which is funny because we did 29 weddings Mm -hmm. in 2018, which was the most we'd ever done, which was kind of insane. And I don't know that we'll do that many again. But um, we've never actually had to like elicit is that the right word elicit a bride like mm-hmm. most of it has been word of mouth which is super flattering of your like a business owner um but we are wanting to put our name out there and get on you know kind of bigger scales so we're doing our first bridal show but the the best part about swingle and co i think that a lot of people maybe don't realize and we haven't like totally put out there yet is that the mentorship aspect of it mm-hmm. is now that we have the time freedom like we really do want to pour into people who want to get into this and we want to like show them you know how to run a business and what a wedding day should look like and what a timeline needs to look like and um what you need to do for a portrait session yeah. and so that's kind of our heart pouring into like maybe the next generation because let's be real like when we're 50 people probably aren't going to be hiring us to do photography because we're no. like old and outdated <laughs> which is I'm fine with that. We'll own a venue by then. But um, hopefully. But I think mentorship is really the the thing that we're, like, most excited. Mm-hmm. At least I am. I'm excited to, yeah. like, get to pour into people. And you can see that on our page we have Abby and Brenham who are kind of yeah. up and coming. And, um, and they've been great. Abby helped do my wedding. Yes. And, and it was really cool watching Brenham. I did a... I, I, tagged in and did a wedding for y'all yeah. and watching him step out and mm-hmm. lead the video part of that wedding right. um, mm-hmm. a few months back 
was really cool. You can see seeing some of his early work right. <laughs> to where, yeah. he, to is where he is now. Like clearly, it's always he's a testament. You're like, oh man, do I really want to tell people how far I've come? Because we started off rough, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's. But, um, where can they find you? We'll put your profile and stuff in the description. But where can they find so you? So Instagram is at Swingle and Co. Um, S W I N G L E and C O. And then our website is the same, www.swinglingco.com. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, y'all should definitely go check them out. If y'all know anybody that's getting married, needs pictures, anything like that, you definitely need to go check out their work. Um, you can take my bias and run with it. Even if I wasn't biased, I would, <laughs> yeah. uh, it would be awesome. So I want to talk about the Oscars for a little bit because many oh, people may not know. Out. Many may not know this, but on Tuesday, the Oscar nominations came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Dylan and I, this is probably a more exciting thing I than for I won't be Jordan. here for the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Our friendship grew. Yes. This so is. Strong. Well, because, okay, so there was probably, I would say a, probably a three-year mm-hmm. you know span where we were full-blown, like, hardcore into it the nominations would come out we would spend all year trying to watch as many movies Mm -hmm. as we could the nominations would come out and then we would literally go watch whether legally or illegally um (laughs) the all of the other stuff like all the way down to the foreign films Mm -hmm. and stuff and then do like a big pick them um did you look at any of the nominations that came out yeah i did i've already i looked at them yesterday or two days ago and i think i've watched five of them that I haven't seen yet. So. <laughs> this is what I've, a full-time photography job means. <laughs> well, I want to talk about specifically this year, but but Dylan mainly, answer like answer this question, man. Who were some of the who are some of your biggest influences in movies? Though you haven't directed some full-blown movie yet. To hear this. But like who are some of your biggest influences when it comes to movies? Oh no, I'm kinda of worried to Oh my gosh, I can say, say I'm off the top of my head. Okay, this maybe not is the most like holy thing that he'll ever say, but <laughs> I know, that's what I'm this worried is, about. no, just say it. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's a type. It's not the person. It's like it's the art that they create. You sure. can say it if it's if it's I that mean, bad. I'll more, just edit it out. It's not. <laughs> Come on, say That's it. It's not that bad. It's just. It's not. Uh, I mean, when I the people that influence me are the people that are good at writing. Right. I guess. Mm-hmm. So people like Woody Allen, Wes Anderson, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin's a really good one. What's their own? He's got those? a master class too. Yeah. No. I want to be the. This is a total side note. I want to be the guy. I want to meet the guy who does the trailers for Masterclass. He's he kills it. Whoever that is, it may, <laughs> and not not assuming it's a guy. I'm, I'm assuming it's a team of, yeah. of men and women. But whoever does that, I want to I want to meet the people that yeah. do the trailers for the Masterclasses. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, okay. So, what are some of your favorite movies of all time? Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless mm-hmm. Mind. Uh, Mind numbingly painful. What's your favorite movie? I can't Go ahead, say, say that on TV. Sure you can. Uh, Pretty Woman is one of my uh, favorite movies. Shameful. But any, honestly, anything Julia Robertson and Dermot Mulroney, like, he's my man. Other than you, I love you. But <laughs> yeah, he's, like, the best actor to me. I feel like I believe any character he's... Who's it? Dermot Mulroney. Is that how you say his name? You don't even know his name? Yes, I know how to say his name. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> he's in My Best Friend's Wedding and A Wedding Date. Um, and he's in the newest show on Prime with... Mm-hmm. Julie Roberts and him. She's like um, Basically psychologist. Basically, just follows Julie Roberts. Yeah, he just follows Julie Roberts. That's fine. And I really want to be Julie Roberts, so it's fine. <laughs> and you said you're okay, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Anything Woody Allen. Yeah. What's your Andy favorite? Hall. What's your favorite Wes Anderson Andy film? Is... <gasps> uh, Life Aquatic. What's, no. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is the hotel. Budapest, uh, Grand yeah, Budapest? Grand Budapest Hotel. Those are both good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could watch that movie over and over again. Just like the colors and the scenes and the way it's written. I don't know the main character's name. What's his name? In what? Grand Budapest. 
His real name? Yeah, his real name. I don't even know. But he's really intriguing to me. That's Weird. Awesome. But do you intriguing. still do you still collect movies? No. no I mean, I I've bought like maybe one or two in a year. We're in the digital age, though, so it doesn't matter. I know, yeah. Okay, to preface this, Dylan used to have an over a thousand movie collection that was literally from floor to ceiling in his apartment. It was and amazing. if you moved one freaking movie he would come in and he would know that you had moved it even if you would put it like in a di- just like slightly different he would come in he would like sense it and go and fix the movie it was like the most erotic thing okay so seen. we gotta i don't know if i ever asked you this you'll probably agree with him because you're married to him but one of the biggest arguments we ever got into we one of the biggest arguments we ever got into was the Batman trilogy, okay, Christopher oh. Nolan's Batman trilogy, mm-hmm. that in an alphabetical order, which is what Dylan organized his movies by, mm-hmm. was alphabetical order. Right. And so he would use the traditional organizing. Yeah. So like V is not counted, A, and so right. A depending on if it was important to the title. Right. All your standard right. alphabetizing or, so or standards. Nerdy. But when it came to the – so you had the Batman Begins or Batman Begins. So it starts Batman Begins. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. And the Dark Knight Rises. Right. So, so you didn't put – the Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises in the Bs. No, I had to you keep put them, them in the Bs. So you would have B, 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 D. In my brain, when I'm talking about it, my brain can't separate Batman and Dark Knight because they're part of the same series. Like if it were the older Batmans or something, I probably would have separated them. But since these were so iconic together, they're a set, right? I had to have them together. This is what I deal with on a daily basis. It's like, like so, in my brain, it's like organizing the Star Wars movies. Yeah. A new okay, hope, Empire in that Strikes Back. I kind of get it. But how would you? Organize? They all start Star Wars, A New Hope, Star Wars. So you would go Star so Wars, Brain, and says, then A New Hope, and then since, the next one. But they have episode, they're all, they have they're episode all numbers. That too. But so in my brain, I'm talking about in my brain. It's saying since the first one says Batman Begins, the next movies are Batman. The Dark Knight, Batman, Dark Knight Rises. So it's all Batman Begins, and then it's the rest of them. So so here's the so anyway, we always got into that, and then I tried to use like an I remember trying to use Austin Powers as another one, but Austin Powers, all the Austin Powers Golden movies Limber. just luckily go in order, oh. yeah. <laughs> like of the way they came out, even alphabetically. So hey, uh, so if Michael you're listening Myers to this, is, you like your brain. Sure. If you're listening to this podcast, or if you're watching this on Facebook, you put need to put in the comments if the Dark Knight should have gone after in the bees. Mm-hmm. Or if it should have gone into the D section. And if you say the D section, you're wrong. <laughs> so, um, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you a couple questions, um, and these are for either of y'all, but I anticipate this is primarily going to be for Dylan. Mm-hmm. I want to know a couple categories from the nominations that came out. Who do you think is going to Gosh. win um, in the best film editing? Because that's a big thing about what you do. One of the things. Yeah, well, it's early. I haven't watched, like last year, I probably. Out of everything that was nominated, I didn't watch. I watched everything but three movies or mm-hmm. three yeah. things, and that's only so you still have some catching them. up to do. So yeah, I definitely I don't know have to catch how up. You but did that? So let I me saw... let me read off the ones that are nominated for film editing. Okay, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm, that one was so good. Uh, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. We've only seen. I've seen two. two of those. I saw Vice last night, and out of those, I mean, I think Vice has a chance for film editing. Yeah. I loved Black Klansman though. I don't know about editing anything but, I mean, film, it but was good. it was my favorite. But if you saw Vice, Vice is like bounces around everywhere, and it even. But does it tie spo- in? I, spoiler alert! Kind of in the middle of the movie, he like ends it. 
then credits roll and everything. Have you seen Vice yet? No, I haven't. What? <laughs> it's it's funny because he like okay, so it's about Dick Cheney, but he paints this picture of like Dick, Dick Cheney has this pivotal moment where he has to decide between something and something. I'm not gonna yeah, don't ruin it all, please. But he he <laughs> he edits in a way edits it in a way that he shows Dick Cheney uh, choosing this one. The one way it could have gone, and then whatever would have happened, like yeah. it would have been happy, happily ever after. And then he ends the movie, rolls credits, and then it cuts to the. Oh gosh! Oh, okay, I see what you. So he really does finish out that. Okay. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. That's cool. So I just doing that, I think, is new. It's different. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know so that let, anyone's ever done that. Let's look at cinematography. We have nominated Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, or A Star Is Born for cinematography. Yeah, I seen A Star Is Born so far, but. I watched the trailer for a Cold War, and I think that has a chance. Just from a lighting aspect, everything mm-hmm. looked so. It looked perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Really. Hmm. Uh, director, I'm going to ask you about the director. Um, Bradley Cooper. Well, hold on, see here. No. He's not nominated. He, I don't think so. For him to direct his first film and it be a Star Is Born, which is like up for directing. <laughs> so Black Klansman, Cold War, The Favorite, Roma, and Vice. Oh, All of those directors are up. Wait, say those again. Black Klansman, Cold War, The Favorite, Roma, and Vice. Man, I don't know. Toss up. That, see, I feel like what usually wins directing is the director who has to direct Overcome. a bunch of stars. Yeah. Or it has the most people in it that have been nominated for Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor. Right. So in that case, Vice will probably win. But... I don't know. Like Spotlight won a couple of years ago for best director because it had a whole bunch of big names. Yeah. Well, not big names, but mediocre, up and coming, aver- like above B-list average, stars. B plus. Yeah, yeah. But see, Vice has really good actors in it. Yeah, we'll see. Steve, and Curry. they're all nominated. But well, here in, in the main one of the night, so best picture, we have there are eight uh, films nominated for best picture: Black Panther, Black Klansman. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Side note, Black Panther making nomination, Marvel uh, movie yes. make, that's pretty sweet. So uh, what would you say best picture, which one should win best picture this year? You're going to say A Star is Born. I like A Star is Born, but from what I've seen from Green Book, I really think that it is, like, it's got a good message, and I think that it's worth voting for, I think. It's got a shot, but... A Star's One was really good, but I loved Black Klansman. I'm not going to lie. I, like, really, really loved it, and maybe it's because of, like, our kind of our tie to it, which we can talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, I would say Black Klansman or... I don't know that that's going to win, though. Do you oh, think? I just realized that Spike Lee directed Black Klansman, yeah. so maybe he'll win the best director. Yeah. But what I do don't think? know. I think it's a toss-up, really. I don't think a Star's Born was monumental for... Everyone that watched it, I feel like, like people like were like so moved. Like, by. You can't negate that. It though. was a like, good movie, but I don't think it was monumental. Yeah. Oh, I bawled for forty five. She minutes. went and watched it herself. It was good. She watched it without me, and she came home bawling. <laughs> I thought someone had died. It literally, was like, <laughs> what is wrong? And I was like, the movie. It was so good. Uh, but I seriously like, yeah, I loved that movie. I just believe. I don't know any character that I can like believe in, like empathize with then i'm like oh man i'm sold for sure i I do i do like the the spread that they've got in best pictures this year there's been a few years where it's like okay you pick those because you had to have other people lose Mm -hmm. right um but hey like i'm not disappointed there's eight on here 
and I think they all deserve a spot. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see if you're right or wrong. We'll see. We'll see if you still He's got it. He's mostly always right. <laughs> you got uh, that on yeah. Recording. Let me. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about just get a little more personal before as we kind of go into uh, the end here. Um, I love you both, and you guys know that so much. He's and one trying of the to make things, us cry. One of the things that I love so much about y'all is just your perseverance in, in times of, of trouble. Um, and you, you praise God on the mountaintops, and you lean on Him in the valleys. Last year, I saw you, within the span of a couple months, go from top to bottom. Yeah. And I'm going to let you say anything you want, or as much as you want to, or as little as you want to. But would y'all mind opening up about what that was like last year? Um, yeah, so what he's referring to is we um, announced in April that we were adopting, and this has been something that we've talked about since, like, before we were married, um, but finally came to the point where it was like, okay, it's time, like, we've, we're at peace, like, we have the finances, we have the things that we need in order, and decided in April, and then I actually, <coughs> excuse me, I actually came and spoke um, at youth group, mm-hmm. and... Um, Ben had asked me to come and speak, and there was a woman in the crowd who uh, heard our story about nice. just things we had gone through with Ellie and our birth with her, and um, heard that we were adopting and contacted me afterwards and was like, I'm working with this woman that um, is four months pregnant and um, really needs an advocate, and she's wanting to do private adoption. Like, would you consider meeting her? And we didn't even blink. We were like, duh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we were actually in a lake in an inner tube when we got the call to um, come and meet her. And that's kind of how adoption goes. Like, you get a call in the middle of the night or whatever, and you're like, okay, I'm here, I'm going. Um, So we got the call about her, and we instantly fell in love with her, just um, had a heart for her and her situation and just her life story. And she was walking through some really dark things and um, needed people to be there for her. And so we um, ended up following through. Papers were signed. Everything was set and ready to go. And um, we got a call on, like, a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday, April or August 16th. And she was like, I just don't feel well. Like, I'm cramping. I feel like I need to go to the hospital. And I was like, okay, I'm on my way. And so we went to pick her up, um, took her to the hospital, and they said that, like, she wasn't in labor, like, tested her, made sure everything was okay. Um, And Stokely, our son that we were adopting, um, was kicking. He was moving, heart rate, everything perfect. And, um, so she actually came home with us that night and stayed, I was having a class for the other business I run and she just interacted and it was such an awesome night. Like I look back on pictures and I just see like the joy that was on her face because she was surrounded by women who were just encouraging her and just like, just bathing her with praise for what she was doing because giving your baby up for adoption is, you know, the most challenging thing a woman will ever do, but it's also the most selfless thing she'll ever do. And so um, I remember dropping her off at home that night, and she was still not feeling great, but I said, you know, go in, drink some water, take a bath. If you're still not feeling good, just call me, and we'll go back to the hospital. And that was at, like, 10. And at, like, 12.57, she called, and she was screaming. And um, she said, "Um, my water broke, and I'm in labor. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. And... um, I just got a pit in my stomach and I knew like the minute that she called me that that was not going to turn out in the way that we anticipated. And so, um, she delivered Stokely in her bathtub and, um, paramedics were there and coached her through it. And, you know, she was super strong and, um, brave. And so I got to the apartment in enough time, um, 
to kind of cross paths with the ambulance and the lights were off and it just like killed me. And so that was probably the hardest thing we've ever been through. And we've been through some stuff, you know? (laughs) Um, And I just was so angry, so angry at the Lord. Like I had never, ever been angry like that. And I've been through, uh, you know, enough things that challenged my faith, but I never doubted him and I was never angry with him. I always saw his hand in it and how he was going to bring about good from it. But this, I just could not understand where the good was going to come from. And I think we were both just, I mean, still are, I won't lie. Like there's days where I like sit in my car and cry because I'm like, this just literally sucks so bad. Um, But it's so bizarre how God can take the most painful thing and turn it into beauty from the ashes. And even in the days where it sucks, I still know that like we were meant to meet her and um, I was meant to get to hold Stokely and to, you know, have those memories with him. And he just feels like such a real person. Like he feels like our Mm -hmm. son. Like that's the only way I can like explain it is like he was our son and that's it. And so um, we talk about, you know, what the next step is and what that's going to look like. And we've had actually five opportunities come up since Stokely from us just sharing like about his story and being honest about it. Um, And none of those have like completely panned out yet, but we are still very much answering the call to adopt. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, I know you want a baby and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, it's not even about that. Like it is in a lot of, you know, sense, but mostly we'll feel called to adopt because we just know that if Christ hadn't adopted us into his family, like what that would look like for our lives. And so just showing a child and showing the community and what that looks like of like literally giving up everything that you possibly can because adoption is not cheap, Mm -hmm. but giving up the stuff to bring this child into your life and to love them the way that Christ loves you and do your best. And, you know, and so we're still going to adopt and we're waiting and hoping and praying and just waiting on the Lord um, all the while hurting, you know, like it being a pain that I don't know that it'll ever go away. But what I know is that, um, the Lord is good regardless of our circumstances and regardless of if it makes sense or if it feels right, or if you're the most disappointed you've ever been in your life, that God's goodness is not um, determined by that. And he's not determined by your feelings. He's a factual father who loves you and who will step out of kingdoms and heavens to come and be with you in that moment. And that's just what I've learned is like, I remember sitting in a bathtub and screaming at him, like, why? And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was just still and he just said he would have suffered. And God spoke that over me, and I am so thankful because he could have remained silent. He didn't have to say anything, mm-hmm. you know. He didn't. He doesn't owe me. It's like a Job moment where I'm like, "Where, where are you? How dare you?" And he's like, <laughs> "You're not God. <laughs> you, you sit down, and I'll tell you where I've been." Yeah. But he didn't have to speak, and he did, and he gave me that peace. And um, we've just seen that come to light. Like Stokely's life was meant for so much, and we can't even. You know, we haven't even seen all that's going to come from it, but his story has affected so many people and we're going to keep telling it and we're going to keep pursuing that and just keep on keeping yeah. on. Dylan, anything you want to add? I mean, what, what was that process like for you? <laughs> he hates talking no, about it. And, and yeah, I mean, I still don't like to talk about it, but yeah, just like you said, it was rough and just trying to lean on God when you're mad at him and all that is yeah. hard. But Have you ever been angry like that at the Lord? 
I don't know. I don't think you were as angry as I was, though. Like, you shielded me from that really well because you were like, no, you need to pray. Like, you need to, like, get on your face before the Lord and, like, yeah. call out to him. And I was like, no. You know, and he was super gracious in that because <laughs> no. I was like, I'm not. Like, you can to. pray all day long. I'm not doing it. And that was just me being stubborn and angry. But you've stayed steadfast the whole time. I mean, you've had your moments of, like, this sucks. And I... Yeah, I mean, I think I'm more of a confused and angry yeah because yeah. i try to figure things out rather than well what i what i can say for sure um is just that i think that that story y'all's testimony it's another notch in that man just again testimony of faithfulness and not perfect you know but no. again by all means <laughs> no. you know talking about being angry um but it's but it's real um mm-hmm. and it will continue yeah. uh to minister to others and so you know i'll be praying for y'all we'll all be praying you. for you um we cover your prayers that's for sure Thanks for thanks for opening up about that. You did reference though your other business at the I beginning knew I was of gonna that. Get baited into this. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, just sure. I'm gonna just toss this meatball up there. Uh, essential oils. No essential oils. Why? Why? Why should I even bother? Oh man. Okay. To sum it up briefly, and nobody roll your eyes at me. Um, Jesus knew more than we knew, <laughs> and created plants for a reason. And um, I've seen the insane changes in my body and just my like emotions and you know learning what I'm putting into my body actually does matter and Mm -hmm. reading labels and paying attention is good stewardship of my health and so um yeah we've just it looks like it's a blast though oh it's so fun like if you if any of y'all are out there crazy weirdos and we get together and like huff oils it's it's awesome (laughs) for those of y'all who are those of y'all who don't already you need to go follow Jordan's uh social media her Instagram primarily um and just watch the fun that her and all these other ladies primarily are having it's so much fun it's so fun I think I enjoy watching your husbands either you know it looks like a lot of times they're getting voluntold that they have to be a part of something he actually enjoys it I feel like you enjoy like the whole Facebook live and like because so I'll be on a Facebook live and like 400 people will watch right and he'll yeah. go he'll get on and like a thousand people will watch because like oh hey Dylan's on there yeah they're like oh <laughs> must I guess be great. I don't have social media so yeah they're, they're like, like oh he's still he's, alive oh my that gosh. one with your brother and Dylan that <laughs> oh was on it was gosh. hilarious yeah. it was like I didn't even have to pay them to do that it was fun <laughs> yeah next one will be and Luke actually uses, and you use oils all the time. Yeah, I do. Well, I do too. I enjoy them. You know, buy a kit, Isaiah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if you are interested at all in essential oils, hit me up. Then you need to contact Jordan for sure. Yes. Um, hey, thanks for thanks for coming by this morning. I know I pulled y'all out of the house because, like you said, y'all get to work from home now. Yes, what, we awesome do. Awesome as that. Yeah. yeah. Also, thanks to essential oils and Jesus and photography. Yep. That's Little awesome. plug. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, plug and stuff. Um, anything else we need to know about what y'all no. got going on? Thank you for having us, and we apologize for looking like crazies in our hats. Well, yeah. if I got to work from home, it would... This is what it looks like in yeah. all its glamour. <laughs> and so that's awesome. Um, well, hey, guys, again, if you... Uh, don't already make sure that you go follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify mm-hmm. Podcasts. Check out Swingle and Co. If you have any photography, videography needs, and if you want to dive into the world of essential oils, then you need to hit up Jordan. Yes. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Well, I hope you all enjoy getting to meet Dylan and Jordan today. I love how they are such a great example that ministry isn't just limited to those on the staff and that everything we do, we should do in faith as unto the Lord. You can find out more about them at swingleandco.com. S-W-I-N-G-L-E-A-N-D-C-O dot com or on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Swingle and Co. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you all next week.